to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hello there, friends. This is Julie Graham, co-host of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. And can I just say, I today I feel like I just want to introduce myself the way I like to refer to myself, which is average mom. I'm just an average mom, and I'm totally okay with it. I've got a three-nager who's a lot to handle, but I love him with my whole heart. Oh, for sure. And an average mom, I think, is a great mom. Goals. Absolutely. Goals. Yeah. Goals. Yay. I'll meet that one. And I am Darlene Brock, the other co-host of This Grit and Grace Life. And I am a mother of two daughters, now grown. You did it. I did it. And you know what? They're okay. But when I first found out I was pregnant, um, I cried for a month because I thought I was going to completely screw up their lives. Which leads us to today's conversation. And that is about motherhood. Being mom enough. Right? I mean, if we can just walk away from this episode all not just saying, but actually believing and agreeing that we are each mom enough, that would be a good thing. It'd be a great thing. So I know it's a reminder I need today, and I can look to you as someone who has, um, in one sense, done it. Um, Not that you're done mothering your children, but you have, you know, moved them on to (laughs) the adulting phase of life successfully, might I add. And yet you still remember what it's like to struggle on the daily with um, the fear and anxiety and worry and doubt of being a mom. All of those feelings we experience all the time. Yeah, it's amazing what emotions come when you go, oh, I'm going to be a mom. Oh, I'm a mom. Now I'm a mom. What am I going to do with that? I mean, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you have one child, whether you have more than one, there are times you think I am a complete failure at this job. Yes, a, a hearty yes to that. Okay, we're here to tell you you are not. You are not a failure. If you're trying, you're not a failure. But let's talk about some of the emotions we have, Julie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all of them, all of the feels is what we like to say now. And I, you, that phrase could not be more true when it comes to motherhood. Um, I think you're so right, though, that the the fear and anxiety and the worry and the excitement, all of those feelings, they start when you start desiring to become a mom, right? Like we can't even say it starts when you become a mom because it starts when you decide you want to be a mom. Oh, yeah, but I didn't decide. I wanted <laughs> just to happened. be a mom. I went, oh, dang, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, so. I'm just thinking, you know, especially since starting the Grit and Grace Project, my eyes have been opened to, you know, the struggle that begins with desiring to be a mom because yeah. we know so many of our friends will struggle to become a mom. And so, um, you know, the emotions that women feel True. are so varied and so many. And so um, I maybe a year ago, no, how long have we been doing this thing for two years? So uh, I maybe two and a half years ago would have said, yeah, that minute your baby comes out, your life totally changes. But no, your life changes the moment you begin hoping and wishing and desiring to become a mom. Yeah. But the moment that baby comes out, it's like everything you thought and every book you read and everything mm-hmm. you thought was going to happen when that baby was born and you were pregnant Totally. Every plan is destroyed in the first week. I I will relate to that for a minute. Um, You know, I'm not a reader. 
Um, I do read all of the articles at the Grit and Grace Project, which I am proud of um, saying that I do. So that has now I've become a reader, so to speak. Um, but when I was pregnant with my now three-year-old, um, I did all of a sudden, I, I did, I read a few books because I wanted to know what I was going to be doing. You know, I wanted to feel ready, which can we just laugh about the fact that maybe if I read a couple books, I'd be ready to be a mom. Yeah, right. Hilarious. It didn't work that way. Um, and then, you know, the, the baby came and after you get through those first I don't know, couple weeks where you're like, am I surviving? Can I do this? Will I make it? Um, I think it was at least three weeks before I felt like maybe I would survive. Um, I quickly pulled my book back out um, and I'm like, now what did it say again? Because I've forgotten it already. And now the little human is here and I'm actually responsible for him. And this is frightening. Yeah, it is frightening. And let's just stop here and say, ladies, it's okay. You're you're fine. You are fine in this very first season, even though everything is crumbling around you. Mm-hmm. You are fine and you're doing a good job. Yeah. I feel like the sentence I want to say that I will probably say a million times in this episode is, it's completely normal that you feel that way and you fill in the blank, whatever that is. Well, and let me, <laughs> let me just say for you ladies, you have added pressures to yourself yeah, that I didn't help have. It. All right. Let's talk about the postpartum photo, photo session you guys pay good money for. Okay. you, you know. It's called the hospital session because oh, the then you come home session. and you do a separate newborn session. Oh, okay. But whatever. There's two of them these There's days. Two. And neither one of them I would do. And here's would, why. Now, did you do the, the um, pregnancy photos? Where your maternity photos, where you're taking the photos. No, I actually with avoided your man the before. camera because I wanted to pretend I had not gained 45 pounds. Well, but. I mean, I was 49. Thank you very much. Oh, because you beat me. Not Good. dare I go over 50. Yeah, heaven forbid. <laughs> no, it, but I think if you're going to do this, you should take a picture of that adorable little baby, and then take a picture of you eight months, yes. nine months later, and Photoshop them together, and yes. then you could just print them and be I happy. I know. I I did do the maternity photos before, you know. Um, and then I did the hospital session and then I had a newborn session. Um, now in my defense, before you judge me for spending all of that money, my best friend is a photographer. So she is awesome. And she did them for free. Yeah. Oh. All the praise hands. Okay. Um, I'm probably not supposed to say that. <laughs> Maybe we should edit that out. Um, but I look back at those pictures in the hospital and even, you know, a week later postpartum and my pictures of my baby are so cute, but I'm like, what is happening with my face there? Yeah, but that's okay. You're supposed to look like that yeah. after the baby's born. You're supposed to have circles under your eyes. You're supposed <laughs> all of that. Lots of circles everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> lots of circles everywhere, and it's perfectly fine. I'm just saying, give yourself a break. If mm-hmm. you don't want the pictures, don't, don't do the pictures. Don't do them. Don't and just them. do them of the baby. That's totally yes. fine. That's really what you want the pictures for. Yep. Oh goodness, yes. Um, let's go back to uh, you know the the things that we learn. Before we had the baby, and then how when the baby comes, everything is totally different. Yes. I mean, first of all, the hormones that are happening and the exhaustion. I mean, you literally become a crazy person. You do. You know, sleep, whether it's yours or the baby's, it doesn't exist. No. It doesn't exist. And I feel like I remember thinking early on within those first crazy weeks that I'm sure I wasn't doing it right because he should be sleeping more or I should be sleeping more. Everyone says sleep when the baby sleeps, but you can't. No, you can't. Because you feel like you should be doing all of the other things. Or you just want to look at your baby because he's new. And you're like, he is so cool. I just want to look at him. Yeah, it's great. But the other thing that drove me crazy because my children did not sleep are the women who walked in the room and said, oh, my baby slept through the night oh the my first goodness. month. Stop. Why is she talking? Yeah, no, I wanted to smack him down. <laughs> Honestly, I did. Because I hadn't gotten any sleep. And heaven forbid they say that. Well, and, and of course, you're did. hearing you're doing it wrong because my baby slept. Yeah. 
which yes. may or may not be what she was saying. First of all, if she was saying that, she should not be your friend. Why is she at your house? <laughs> and second of all, she probably doesn't remember correctly. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It could be. And it could be that we mothers tend to go, oh, no, our world is fine. Absolutely. Our world is great. Yes. Um, lots of crying in those early, early weeks. Can oh, yeah, we just, it was can we just mine. put it out? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean like all of the people were crying. I think even my husband was crying. If we're being honest. <laughs> lots of crying. And so, you know what? I'm just going to repeat that line. That's completely normal it and is totally normal. okay. It is normal. Don't you dare for a second feel bad about it. Nope. Will the crying stop though? Please tell me because you know, I've just got this three nager. So I, I think I cried this week at least twice. And, um, and I'm not talking about crying because my life is kind of insane right now. You yeah. may or may not know that I recently lost my husband. So there's lots of crying right now, but there's crying that's completely related to just trying to manage the chaos of a three-year-old. When will I stop crying on the daily just because I'm a mother? Oh, you, you will, because you won't, sometimes you won't care that he's crying. <laughs> you know, you'll okay, go, just good. go to your room. It's fine. I'll go to my room. You go to your room. Let's and just take a minute. Let's take a minute. Oh no, let's take 15. <laughs> let's do that for a little bit. And you, you need to do that as a mom. Yeah. I'm encouraging you to don't, don't always engage all of your emotions and your child's emotions separate a little bit. Um, and it will, the crying absolutely will stop. Yeah. Well, good. I'm counting on that one right now, Darlene. Okay, good. All right. So let's talk about a few of the challenges, Julie, that we all, that everyone talks about. All right. We talked about sleep. Talk about mm. what do we feed them from the moment they're born? What do these, what, what do we do? All right, I we, do believe I was researching the proper foods to feed my child. Um, never mind nursing, which we'll get to. Um, but I think before I even had Lincoln, I was trying to read ahead onto what the best first foods would be for him. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Why would I be concerned about that when the blogs told me it was supposed to be either six to nine months and there was a lot of controversy over which was correct this oh, generation, yeah. OMG, with the controversies. Yes. Um, but why was I spending my like pregnancy months worrying about what I was going to feed him at six, seven, eight, or nine months old? Yeah, that's insanity. I, it is insanity. And but I it think, felt right. It felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. The pressure. I think possibly, Julie, we as mothers think that we have to do every single thing right. We have to train for it. We have to read about it. We have to study it. We have to get everyone's opinions. And I think step back a little bit. Number one, whatever child you have is your child, mm. is the one that God gave you and God gave them to you, mm -hmm. and they're going to come all different. All right. So what one child's going to eat? Another child's not. Mm -hmm. One mother may be able to nurse for 14 years. Another oh, mother no, no. may not. <laughs> you know. I just got mortified. I know. I'm being a little I sarcastic just... <laughs> here. <laughs> Julie, oh, Julie is that, literally grabbing her that, I, I did with that, but I just <laughs> legit LOL'd. Um, yes. But even that right there, the nursing. Do I nurse or do I bottle feed or, you know, or do I pump and bottle feed? Do I nurse? Do I do formula? You just feed your baby. Yeah. Just right? feed like, your baby. Hey, mama, whatever feed works. your baby whatever works for you and yeah. for your baby. Yeah. Yep. And that's just the beginning stage. Do it when you're nursing and then do it when they get older. And if they hate spinach, I did too. Who doesn't hate spinach? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It tastes weird on your teeth. Yeah. And if they, you know, d be okay with the fact that they can have some opinions about food. It's mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like people were asking me again, before I had Lincoln, whether I was going to nurse or not. And I remember honestly saying, well, I'm going to try. 
Like, yes. but I can't tell you. I'm going to have to wait till I get there and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. And goodness gracious, it is hard. Can I just say to another mom who's maybe just now trying it or tried it and it didn't work for her? It is hard. Yeah. Just feed your baby. Do what works. Do what works. Do what works, whether it's the early stages or on. Do what works. Absolutely. And don't feel like a failure when you happen to send a Lunchable in the lunchbox. Oh, just goodness. Just right now. Oh, goodness. Yes. I just switched Lincoln, Lincoln to a new school, which I'm super excited about this new place where he is. And um, But the downside, and this makes me sound like totally like a diva, which, you know, may or may not be true. Um, but the change with this new school is, is they don't provide lunch, which, you know, that's fine. They don't have to provide lunch, but I was used to lunch being part of the deal. So I literally looked at her and said, wait, so I have to pack a lunch. And what do the mothers bring? <laughs> because what you didn't want to look bad with the well, other yeah, mothers. Cause I'm like, no, seriously, I have almost never fed him lunch because he's been at school. And then on the weekends, let's be real. We eat out. Because right. we are on the go. We are at the Target and then the church and then the, all the other places. And so I, I don't I don't prepare lunch and now I have to. So she gave some suggestions and they all sounded lovely. But then I asked, no, but seriously, does anyone bring Lunchables? Yeah. And she said, absolutely. And I said, great, I can do this. Yes. <laughs> Average mom right here. And it's okay. And it, I'm totally okay with it's it. It's totally okay. All right. So let's talk about the next one that I think we do, we deal with and don't know how to deal with. Is it a gift? Is it a bribe? Is it a reward? Uh, uh, yes. All of them. Yeah. All of the D, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now I am totally using bribes, gifts, rewards, whatever sounds best to you. I am using them because sometimes you need them you to do. survive. You do. And I'm not saying there's a line. There is a line. You don't shower your child with everything they want because they will think they always need to be showered. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually there. So yeah. you can help me with that later. How to backtrack yeah. on that one? Hey, but there are seasons where you go for my sanity and the world at large. Then you know what? I'm going to buy those four things, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I did with my girls to kind of eliminate the in the store I want. Mm is do tell yeah we, we separated we said we don't always get it but occasionally i would buy them what i called an i love you present mm -hmm. not because it was a holiday not because they were asking for it just because i saw them looking at something and would say what if today i buy you an i love you present oh that's so cute well it worked and they do they still do it you know they still it's grown it's going isn't this my i love you present mom Aww. um but it it kind of separated the buy it every time and it almost made it more special when i did mm. i need to work this into what's happening in my life right now so maybe you can remind me of this when we stop recording later yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i mean sometimes you do these things and that's okay and that's right yeah. But, you know, figure out where the line is for your family and then hold the line. And hold sometimes it. you're going to struggle to hold the line and that's okay too. And it is. And that's, that is our constant theme. You're not failing. You're just stepping off the ramp for a minute and you'll step back on. Okay. So whether or not you're bribing, rewarding, gifting, how do you make that distinction or when is it time to start pulling back on how much you're doing as mom for your kid and when they need to start doing more for themselves? Oh, okay. I would encourage you on this is uh, as soon as they can pick something up and walk across the room, you give them something to pick up and walk across the room. You just start young enough to where they're used to doing things, mm -hmm. um, whether it is picking up their toys or bringing their plate from the table, 
whether just little things. Mm-hmm. It's not, I, you don't even have to create a big chore list. Just get them conditioned to. But Pinterest has really great ideas for all of those reward charts. And I've been feeling guilty about the fact that I'm not using them. So are you saying I should let that go? Yeah, I don't face right now. You can't even believe what I'm saying to you. I'm sorry. I'm like, (laughs) what? We do not need a chart for everything. If you want one, that's great. They're so cute. But I'm not crafty, so I haven't done it. No, I mean, I think if you want to do, that's wonderful. All of that works. But, you know, honestly, girls, there's a point where you just go pick up the dang on plate and carry it to the sink. All right. And not just because you're going to get a sticker. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just saying, that is. Legit what is happening in my generation. Okay. Us and millennial you know, moms are a little bit crazy. I know. And I can appreciate that, but <sighs> you have enough, you have enough in your wheelhouse. You have enough in Preach. your world to add, okay, I have to design a totally <laughs> awesome reward chart and I have to buy the stickers to go on it. Nope. And I have to decide what they're going to do. I mean, see, I'm getting hives just trying to think exactly. about doing all so of the things. So simplify your so life. So back to them doing all of the things instead of me doing it. Continue yes. explaining right. that one. So just grow that, grow that with with them. Okay. What age are they capable of actually dusting the house? What age do you want them to make their own bed? Even though it looks absolutely horrible. It doesn't matter. They made it. They did it. They did it. And don't go fix it, girls. Do Mm. not fix a very bad looking bed with everything askew, as you would say. Mm -hmm. Um, Let it go. It's fine. They did it. We're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what age do they mow the lawn? What mm-hmm. age do they? And I'm saying they do these things. As you need to older. expect them as they get older to do it. Now, they will sulk. They will mm-hmm. have middle school meltdowns. They will have, oh, I can't do uh, uh, Doesn't matter. Oh, my favorite last night, trying to put Lincoln to bed. He fell to the floor and I said, get up here and walk over. Let's go brush your teeth. I can't walk, he says. <laughs> My three-year-old it? said to me, I can't walk. I'm thinking, well, if you can speak, you can certainly walk. <laughs> yeah. Get up, walk over here, and let's go brush your teeth. They too do come up <sighs> with creative things. So just, you know. And I'm thinking, I'm sure I've said something equally as ridiculous even today. Uh, I'm sure. Trying I'm sure. to get out of some <laughs> obvious responsibility yeah. that I should be doing. But just decide what you want for them or what you want them to do and Expect it from them. Let them do some things themselves because you want them to become independent, responsible adults. Yes, that is the goal. It it, is. Sometimes I have to be reminded that that is the goal because too often I will let him slide on something that he can do because it's just more convenient. It's easier for me to just do it, but then I continue having to do it because I've never made him do it. Yeah. And that's where I get myself into trouble. Yes. So I'm encouraging you guys stick to it. Know that you're going to sometimes do it for them or come in behind them. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, stick to I expect you to accomplish things in life. Okay. What's another challenge that you can think of that we're all going to face? Maybe even more just as our children age. Oh, well, there's one that happens again when they get older, and that is when they're babies and they're crying and you go, I've changed your diaper, I've fed you, I've, you've, I don't know what else to do, you're just crying, will you just tell me what you want? <laughs> well, that same kind of thing happens when they're in middle school. Oh, All right. no. Yeah, I... I it, Okay, I can only imagine. Everything is survivable. So you ladies know everything is survivable. (laughs) That might have to be a a quote of the episode. Everything is survivable. Survivable. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, they'll get to the place where whether it is a boy or a girl, their hormones are taking off Mm. and they don't know what they want. So they Mm. completely come unglued and you go, what do you want? What do you want from me? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the only answer to that is I have an idea. You go to your room. 
I'm going to mine. <laughs> and we're both going to calm down mm -hmm. because you won't quit crying and I'm about to throttle you. <laughs> so you go your separate ways and you come back together. And by then, they may not know what they wanted, but they're over it. Okay. Oh, okay. So sometimes they can't tell you what they want, even and as... And so you just got to separate so everyone gets a moment yes. to like back off from the issue, whatever it may be, and move on. And move on. And move yeah. on. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to those days, but I trust you that they will happen to me for sure. They will. But, you know, there's a lot of... Every time you talk about a season that has its difficulties in that same season are some wonderful, wonderful things. That's so true. That is one thing I've noticed in being a mom now for three and a half years, that every new phase... I don't know. I feel like when they're this young, every like six months is kind of like a different set of mm -hmm. challenges. It is. Um, and so it gets a lot easier in one sense, but then a lot harder in another. And I'm just getting the sense that that never changes. It doesn't. It, it keeps doesn't. getting better and harder. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. But again, better. Just remember that side of it. <laughs> better and harder. Yeah. One thing I'm not looking forward to, which I know is kind of one of the obvious challenges of being a mom, is as your kid gets more busy with their activities. Um, so Lincoln's three and a half, so he's not doing anything right now besides school during the day, and um, which is my fancy way of daycare. Let's just like throw that out there. He's not like in like real school yet. <laughs> Um, but that's but what he, I call it. And it sounds way it. better. Yeah. And, you know, we all have our things that we like to do to make ourselves feel better about things. Um, does it sound like I have a little bit of mom guilt as far as being a working mom? I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. But yes. Um, but he doesn't have any other activities. He's not playing any sports yet because he's three. Oh, but Julie, it's coming. what is wrong with you? I, thank you. You haven't started yes. yet? Well, and I kind of don't ever want to start, but then I don't think if that's allowed either. What is yeah. the, but That's a silly sentence. Yeah, and it's it is more instead of enrolling your child in everything, figure out what their interest might be. Mm -hmm. Because you may or may not have a sports personality, you may have an art personality, mm -hmm. you have a music personality. And a lot of that can be figured out early on when are they going outside to the basketball goal or are mm -hmm. they going outside with the sidewalk chalk? Are they going? And then just venture slowly, but don't overcommit. Just mm -hmm. do not overcommit. It is not going to make your child better for the entire family to be exhausted and on mm -hmm. the go every day of the week. And to never get to spend any time together with their family. Yeah. And what's better than laying out in the backyard and looking at the stars, mm. you know, things that we don't do very much anymore or taking a walk and discussing leaves or trees or squirrels or you know, just the things that the time together and the conversation is much more impactful than the next event that they're going to participate in. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep that in mind here in the next year or so when it's, when I, when the opportunities to begin enrolling my son start to come up. So yeah. pick something. I know you wrote an article kind of way back in the beginning on the site that I'll make sure we link to. I know your face is going, I don't know what article are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I love how I always get to remind you of pieces that yeah, you've written. You do. That is and I appreciate super it fun for much. me. But you wrote one called Dis discovering your child's talents. Yeah. And it's that kind of what you were talking about that figuring out, give them some things to play with and see what they gravitate towards naturally and then foster that in them instead of just assuming that, you know, like for my son, my husband loved basketball. So am I going to put him in basketball just because his dad loved it? No, I'm going to make sure he likes it. The other thing, Julie, you need to not do is don't enroll your child in something just because another mother did. And maybe they're judging you if you don't. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. <laughs> 
But are you maybe even suggesting that I shouldn't do anything just because another mom might be judging me? Absolutely. Because I think I I do a lot of things just to avoid judgment or because I assume somebody is judging me. And I think that's the other part is we think we're being judged by another mother. Probably a lot more than it's actually happening. I think so. I think we do. And then we feel... Uh, guilty. We're not stacking up. We're not doing the right things as a mother. So comparison, we are going to quit comparing ourselves to the other mothers around us. But I can't, if I'm just, I'm being honest, I can't. Okay. I try for like 45 minutes and then I quickly, I'm on Instagram and I see what somebody else is doing, the craft they've made or the play date they went to. And then all of a sudden I feel horrible about the fact that I'm a working mom and I'm not crafting or play dating with my child. Oh, but okay. So First, can we just say it's normal, but I'm yeah. not the only one who feels that no, way? No, and I think every mother feels that way. But what I'm trying to tell you is that your child will not become a CEO or the president or a school teacher or a scientist or, you know, whatever they're supposed to become just because you crafted with them that day, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going oh, to good. change the trajectory of their life. <laughs> it's not. So, you know, it is an investment in who they are with who you are. Mm. So if you are a working outside of the home mother or if you're splitting or whatever, that's Meaning part. working some and yeah. home some. Yeah, or stay at home. Whatever role you're playing and you're supposed to play is the right one for your child. Mm-hmm. They will learn from that. Yeah. And I think it just needs to be said that we all feel some level of guilt for whichever decision we've made. And part of it is because we are so inundated with opportunities to compare our choice to the mom next to us, across the street, down the road, across the country. And your decision that you and your family have made is what's best for you and your family in this season. And you know what? It might change. It will change. And it will be right again in that season. And so do not look to your friends or frenemies, (laughs) the people you know in real life and the people you don't, do not look to them for what is right or wrong. You make the decision based on God's leading for your family, based on your personal convictions, based on your personal preferences. Hey, how about that? You're allowed to include those in your decision making. Yes. (laughs) What works for you and then move forward with confidence. Yeah. And your personality and your child's personality. Absolutely. Because those will affect it enormously. The other pressure point you girls have that I didn't is how social media has dictated and everybody's got an opinion on how you should raise Every your child. Little thing. Everything you should do with your child, around your child, for your child. Okay, let me start here. I think the only opinion you should take is from a mother that has a minimum of four children. Okay? <laughs> if you have one child, you are not an authority because you have one child that looks one way. Well, what if she has like 5,000 plus Instagram followers? Doesn't that mean she's legit? No, I mean, it may mean she's got a couple of things that are great advice, but she is not an authority because she has one child. Every child is different. Mm -hmm. Every child has its own personality. How you handle this child will not be how you handle the second or third, or if you have any more than that. Yeah, because these kids, they're all so different. They are. So I only have one, but several of my friends, most of my friends actually, I think, um, have two. And Two plus, I should say, at least two. Um, And what I find so interesting, and it surprises me every time one of them will say, well, so-and-so is so different than so-and-so, the other child, in this way. And every time they make a comment about how different their children are, it like re-surprises me. Because in my head, it's like, well, you've done it once, so it'll be the same the next time. And what you're reminding us is that every child, even in your own family, is 
absolutely individual and unique and will need to be parented in a different way. Yeah, I had to learn how to to discipline my second child because my first child I would put in timeout and it was prison for her. It drove her out of her mind to sit in her little chair in the corner until the timer clicked. It absolutely made her crazy. My second child, I would sit her in the chair and she would sing and she would dream and she would, and I would say, you can get up now. And she'd sit there. So it was not punishment <laughs> like, this is not for working. Her. No, it was not working at all. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So I had to tailor for each of them. I love that idea. Don't take the advice from a mom who has less than four kids. I'm totally going to write that down and keep it with me. You're right, though. The thing with moms in our age, I think the social media comparison is a curse. But I also think that we can acknowledge that there is a blessing in our social media age. Because you know what? If I have a question, you better believe I'm putting it on my Facebook status and I will get 278 responses in 12 minutes. <laughs> now, then I have to be able to come in with the grit and grace and decide which one of those I actually want to take and apply. Yeah. So I, I do think there are pros and cons. Um, there are. Just like there are in any season. Right. You know, when you were mothering your kids, I'm sure there were things you loved about the technological advances of your time and yep. things that you're like, that wasn't really so great for me. Right. Um, so I think sometimes we harp on too much that social media is bad, bad, bad. Now I'm saying this as, as a person who is literally by trade. Can I say that? Sounds fancy. My job is social media. So I love social media. So I tend to want to highlight the fact that there is good to be had in it, but we also cannot base our entire lives, worlds, and mothering on the negative sides of social media. No, you can't. But let it be good for you too. And, and choose the advice that's offered freely from people all different places that really does give you information information that you need. But Absolutely. at the same time, don't feel guilty if you don't take every single piece of advice thrown. Yes, yes, yes. And amen. All right. So speaking of not taking the advice of every little thing, let's apply that to another practical area of parenting. And that just like we can't take the advice every single person gives us, we also can't give advice to our kids for every single thing that they experience. There's going to be a struggle of wanting to do and fix everything for our kids. Could yes. you agree with that statement? Absolutely. How do I keep from doing that? Um, Teach me your ways. <laughs> think about think about your child as a grown up in a grown up world. Mm -hmm. They have to be able to experience hurt and recover. They have to be able to experience people who are mean and mm -hmm. recover. Mm -hmm. They have to experience disappointment. Well, to learn how to do anything, you kind of have to experience it. Mm -hmm. And practice it. And practice it. Yeah, you have to be trained for it. So when your child's heart is broken, you may want to go beat the person up that broke it. <laughs> but the reality is what you should do is just comfort them in the moment and help them learn how to heal. Mm. So you can't, you cannot get them through every single painful thing. And it's a disservice to them if you do, because they don't learn how to recover themselves. Absolutely. I think one thing I'm trying to focus on in this season, because, you know, my son is going through some difficulty as am I um, grieving his daddy. And so it's easy for me to want to just distract him quickly when I can tell he's upset or sad, but I'm trying to come in and take those moments to actually talk to him about what he's feeling. Yes. Because I've also got to raise a kid who knows how to express his feelings and not just be hurried and distracted by them. Because let me tell you, there are times where I want to say, let's just go watch a Lego movie because that'll make you happy. But no, let's actually talk about what you're feeling so that like you're saying, he'll know how to deal with those things and he'll be able to learn how to handle those types of feelings in the future. Absolutely. It's essential. All right, Julie, now that the reality is my daughters are grown. 
But to get them to where they were independent humans, I had to start letting them go. When they were they like 17? Up. Oh. No. Oh, before then? They, yeah, before. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, you're 18 now, so hey, have at it. You know, it wasn't that. It's that I had to start letting them go as they were growing up to make decisions. Okay, even in elementary school, which project are they going to do for school? Mm -hmm. In middle school, what activities do they want to be involved in? Mm -hmm. They need to start making their own decisions. You get them to high school and then the same kind of thing. They have to start making decisions. First, you decide when they're going to drive. Mm -hmm. You decide how much they're going to drive. You decide where they're going to go. Then they decide after that, Mm -hmm. what are they going to do with the freedom that they've got? Um, so you have to start preparing them to be independent from the time that they're smaller children. Mm-hmm. Because you do. You want them to be independent. Yeah, that is the end goal. Sometimes I forget that. It's yeah. like I, I have looked in my child's face and said, and you will live with me until you are 33, said obnoxiously. <laughs> yeah. But no, that is not a good idea. So you're right. I've got to learn little by little how to let them go. And I think part of it begins with kind of what the summary of this episode is it's knowing that you are mom enough for your child and that you have everything he or she needs in you to be able to love them and to shepherd them and to parent them and to serve them, but then also to prepare them to be successful little humans one day. Absolutely. So what are some, Hey, if you remember nothing else from this episode, what are some things we want the mom to, um, to walk away with from our time together today? Okay, I want them to know that they are a good mom if they want to be a good mom, and they just show up. They just show up. I'm the mom. I'm going to be here. I'm going to love you to the best of my ability. Absolutely. Um, I think a phrase that I need to remind myself, oh, you know, daily, sometimes more than once a day, is that I'm never going to be perfect, and that's okay. Yeah, but you're, and when you say that to yourself, Julie, you're telling your child, they don't have to be perfect either. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, I like this one. And I, I find myself having to do it in most days as well is to actually acknowledge to my child when I've done something wrong and make a point to say, I'm sorry for whatever uh-huh. I did. We do have to do that. We have to be willing and able to say we're sorry because there are things that we have to be sorry for. Absolutely. And there are times where I found myself, I, I was too harsh or, you know, impatient and I, I catch myself and I don't want to apologize because I don't want him to know that I messed up. And then I'm like, well, what does that teach him? No, I need to teach him to be able to apologize. Yep. So there's lots of, Hey Lincoln, when I said this, or when I did that, mommy was sorry. And my favorite is when he says, yeah, you really hurt my feelings, mommy. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, dagger. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. Yeah. That's good. Mm. Speaking of, you will not get everything a hundred percent, right? Ooh, you won't. Heck no. So I'm telling you, if you get 70% of it right, your kids are going to be amazing. Yeah, that's like a C. That's average, right? That's, that's my goal. Yeah. Average mom right here. <laughs> no, but it's true. <laughs> Just go. It's okay. I do not have to get everything right. And if I get most of it right, then my kid's going to be great. Well, I think a way to kind of wrap this up is I'm going to put in the show notes a few of our favorite mom articles that kind of hit on some of the things specifically that we discussed, Um, because you know how I love to drop a few links in our show notes. So um, we've got ones to first time mom from a seven week old mom. That was a favorite. So if you're in that Mm -hmm. almost a mom phase or brand new mom phase, we've got one that's going to speak to you. Um, We've got um, a great one we just did not even that long ago that kind of talks through different parts of motherhood and 
um, like depending on what season you're in, it's several articles you'll want. So we'll be sure to link those in the show notes so that you can take some of these things and continue to think on them through the next couple days. Or hey, you're going to need to maybe listen to this one again, I don't know, in a couple months because we just struggle with these kinds of things. And that's okay. We all do. Yep. So we love to end with a quote. And this is a great one, I do believe, Julie. It is this. When you are a mother, you are never really alone in your thoughts. A mother always has to think twice, once for herself and once for her child. Sophia Loren. That is so very true. Well, friends, we're wishing you another great week of grit and grace, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.